about haunting cat. No, you gotta go out there. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. You just wanna hang out, but you're too loud. Beware of those cats. They might lead you astray. Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 44, Fool's Aaron, chapters 7 through 11, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm it's fine. I'm, Did you already have one of those big Modellos? <laughs> nope. Nope, I'm good. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's... I'm just not good at speaking. It's fine. It's, okay. it's a hard word. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Ashley, and I am a new reader. And I am Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. All right. Reminder that there will be spoilers for Live Ship if it comes up, since we've already read those and we're reading them in publishing order. Uh, first up, corrections, omissions, and announcements. I wanted to do uh, some thank yous and some shout outs to Slancha and Hod One, Hod One, for their five star <laughs> reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Yay, people who like us. Thank you. And also, PSA, if you haven't heard, uh, the Folio Society will be doing an edition of the Farseer trilogy. Uh, they haven't posted when they'll be taking pre-orders, but if you are interested in a gorgeous, uh, custom, nice, I have a, I have a couple of theirs and they're very nice and very pretty. If you're into book collecting, check them out. Can they just start with the Tony Man trilogy? I know. It's kind of annoying that we're going to have like all these editions of the Farseer trilogy and then like nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> And then you Robin Hobb posted that they're giant, right? Yeah, she said she said they, they take up a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, there's no room on my shelf for my books. <laughs> or are they made out of extra thick parchment? What's I mean Dune they, I have the like Dune version, tall, right? And Dune is not birds. long, it's like four hundred pages long, and the, the Folio Society Dune is like it, it's huge. It's like three and a half inches wide. Maybe more. Maybe yeah. if they came out a with a special book. edition That's scroll. Thick paper. Yeah. Thick paper. Thicker, really thick thicker. font. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's some That's some thick GSM. <laughs> Heavy poundage. Yes. Nice, nice thick paper. Well, so far, all of my... I just have been downloading Kindle editions of all of these books that we've been reading, so I'm going to need to... Need to purchase something for myself. Yeah, then you're me. That's what I did, is I read them all on the Kindle, and then I was like, wait, these are my favorite books, and I don't have any, like, physical proof. Yeah. I read us See, I bought them all, and then now I'm buying all of the digital versions <laughs> so that I don't have to read the actual books. Yeah, it's weird, because I never, you know, I used to read on the subway, so I never wanted a physical book ever, because that's too hard to Yeah, and it would get, so, it would get so dirty. 
I, you know what's really creepy is I see uh, somebody with my name going through the script. <laughs> but it's Rachel. Rachel, you're logged in as me, I think. <laughs> that's why that's we thought you were going point. through like, our oh, doc no. that one time. What's happened? We were like, oh, Joey's going through our doc while we're on the podcast when he's not recording. That's, yeah. that's dedication. And then it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't me. It was really funny. Joey has his computer all locked down so that, like, we can't just oh, use it like you a can human, log in. human beings. We have to, like, be... <laughs> you have to log in as yourself. Like, is it work? No, that's just Chrome. <laughs> Alright. That's just the Chrome account. You, it's fine. Speaking of choking... No. no. <laughs> oh. Great segue. How many, how, many, how many instances of, like, dog repair is he going to have to do? <laughs> well, I mean, I was telling Rachel, if we've learned anything from these books, it's that dogs don't need to be fucking with fish. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> right. So, shall I? Ta- yeah, take us away, Jenny. All right, chapter seven is called Heart of a Wolf. Uh, so since this book ended at chapter 6, there's no need to go on. Oh wait, it continued, foolishly. Uh, so the intro talks about the misconceptions people have about the wit, and the cautionary tales all tell of an evil person using his power over Joey, because Joey got on the dock at this exact same moment and I typed in his name, because <laughs> my brain got confused. Um, I, I saw Jenny type Joey, I was like, what? <laughs> anyway... Uh, so, yes. So, using their, uh, using their powers over animals to harm humans, and, but the reality is that both human and animal must accept the bond, though there are still instances where there can be abuse in, within that relationship. So, things start off well in this chapter, you know, to give us that false sense of security. (laughs) So, the fool apparently has a magic hangover cure, and Fitz is going about his daily chores, but then Night Eyes and Fitz have to go and have ominous thoughts. Fitz says, time for a change, and Night Eyes echoes with a changing time, and nothing good can come from either of these statements. So Night Eyes then tells Fitz that he's getting old, old, which no one really wants to think about, and that Fitz should tell the fool about their time with the old blood, and then he goes leaping off towards trouble. So then we return to some brief happiness as Fitz and the fool have breakfast together on the porch, and the fool remarks that it's pleasant there, and he can see why Fitz prefers it. Of course, Fitz just realizes that he like didn't actually choose it. He just stopped there to wait out a storm and then never left. So way to settle. Um, and we also get to hear a bit about how people view the Red Ship Wars these days and the Out Islanders, and that Katrickin is trying to secure an alliance by marrying Dutiful off to their Narcheska. And then as they're washing up, the fool asks where Night Eyes is, and here we go into the traumatic part. Oh. So beware of those evil fish, Night Eyes. So Fitz senses that he's in pain, and he goes racing off to find him, and finds him choking, and he wrenches free what's clogging his throat, which sounds kind of gross, but okay. But that doesn't fix the problem, and then Fitz kind of loses his mind, as he should, because, you know, Night Eyes is the best part of him. Um, And, of course, whenever Fitz absolutely has to, he suddenly develops an aptitude for magic that he can't possibly do under normal circumstances when he's all defeatist about it. So he takes a page out of... Paragon and Vivacious Shiplocks, and goes into Night Eyes via the skill and finds the problem and encourages his body to fix itself at a rapid rate. Night Eyes is not pleased about it and sulks, but Fitz says he did it to help him. Of course, meanwhile, the fool is getting desperate over Fitz's lifeless body in desperate need of eye drops or the tears that the rest of this trilogy will bring, because now that Fitz is finished with his desperation magic, he suddenly can't figure out how to get back into his own body, and it's down to the fool to renew their skill link to claw him back to himself. 
hypocritically, Fitz now thinks Fitz, not, Fitz is now annoyed with the fool for basically doing exactly what he did to Night Eyes. Although, in a <laughs> rare moment of self awareness, he realizes that and tries not to show it too much. Fortunately, Night Eyes tells him that the fool saved both their lives and makes note that if they continued on in the way they were connected, it would have destroyed them both. So, Fitz echoes him and tells the fool he saved them, and then they hobbled back to the cabin together for a spot of Elfbark tea. And then there's this line at the end that I liked. Um, the openness of that golden gaze combined with the bond between us, gold and silver twining, I recognized and rejected a truth I did not want to know. Which I feel like could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. Yeah, but only one correct way. <laughs> <laughs> Beloved. That was funny when uh, when he was like, how dare you? And then, you know, meanwhile, Night Eyes is like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> like, how is that any different from what you just did to me? And it's like, but, but, oh. Oh. Damn. <laughs> but also, like, what's he really all that mad about? It's not like the fool's doing something that he hadn't done before. Yeah, I didn't really. I think it's just that it's going to tempt him to the skill more, but, like, he's doing that anyway. He was skilling. So, uh, he's literally yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> exactly. He was skilling. It it's so similar to what he did to Night Eyes that it's just kind of, like, baffling that he's upset about it. Right, and the fool didn't, the fool didn't, like, force his body to do anything. He just, like, called him back to his own body. That, that, yeah. That's yeah. way less invasive. <laughs> and also, and necessary. he probably didn't even know what he was doing entirely. Well, he did it for uh, for what Malta? Malta, Malta, yeah. And he had done it before when they when they first made their oh. link. I take it Malta got broken and needed to be put back together. Malta, she got caught up in some dragons. Yeah, Malta dragon started talking stuff. to a dragon, and it took her out of herself a little bit too much. Uh oh. She was all the dragons. So now she has a nifty blue spot on her neck. Mm-hmm. Which I was so, I so caught up on that being like something about a dragon scale that I just never put it together that it was the <laughs> fucking finger. <sighs> oh. I wonder if Fitz, I mean, I guess that's not really the way the connection works, but. What? Like if Fitz could, like would have an affinity with Malta because of that. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't... I think that there's, like, that the, the skill needs some sort of closeness. Maybe right? if he touched the spot on her neck really creepily. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a crazy idea if, like, there are so few people with an affinity for the skill that he can't even talk to anybody when he reaches out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... She has no training, but she like suddenly, if they came in contact, maybe he could. Right, like me. I why why is it that when he's like sitting on the cliff, skilling out, that he he doesn't even encounter like Tintaglia? Like he's not. He's maybe it's a little bit directional. <laughs> he's just he's just shooting it out over the ocean. <laughs> There's like a dolphin <laughs> that's like, oh god, this guy again. <laughs> Well, how how often do you like you don't you have to know don't you have to be aware of somebody's like presence at all to be able to skill to them? I mean, I know that for Fitz, it seems like he I know that Verity skilled knows, out to yeah. people, but I mean, he at least was aware of the threat, knew it was out there. Maybe it was, maybe it is directional. I don't know. 
I feel like if Fitz was had, like had a desperate need to contact Malta or a dragon, he could. But like, if he's not desperate, he's just like, I can't do that, so I can't. Yeah. <laughs> this goes back to Shade coming and being like, "Hey, could you come and teach this, the prince how to be a, how to use the skill?" And I'm like, "That's your best idea there." <laughs> if you put him in a life or death situation, then he will be able to do something. But otherwise, no. It's it's like trying to teach someone how to like do like you know high speed uh, stunt driving, but they're blind and they have no arms and legs. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like, it's possible. It's just not going to be easy. <laughs> like, the rules may not apply. You just need to blame Galen again. It's really the... <laughs> I think it's, that Galen, ah! I think it's also a bit like the only person who has... The person with the most affinity for it is like an old person who doesn't want to learn how to use a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do you think that Night Eyes ate the fish on purpose? No, because he was hungry. Well, I mean, yes, I think I think that he intended to eat the fish. I do not think he intended to choke himself. Yeah, like an old Unless... person going out into the snow to die. Because <laughs> I mean, there's got to I mean, be a better way to go than choking on a fucking fish. If he has any kind of like weird foresight, since he was all like a changing time, maybe he had some inkling that something bad was going to happen and went to it anyway. But otherwise, I don't think so. Well, I'm just wondering if he like knew there was something wrong with him, and he was kind of like, well. I'm going to be reckless and eat a fish, even though I shouldn't. And Because when he's being healed, Fitz was like, wait, there's other shit going on in here. Yeah. I guess that's possible. What, and I couldn't what really else tell is if going it was because of him being, you know, if he was injured Choking. when Fitz, like, slammed into him. with. I thought it was kind know? of like, maybe he had some heart trauma because of the whole episode of, like... Yeah, it was so taxing on his body that then it caused extra strain on his heart. Also, he jumped. Yeah, on Yeah, and him. he jumped on him. He basically <laughs> like did a pro wrestling move on him and yeah, <laughs> pile drive. Do not pile and then, like you know him. shoved his hand down his throat to pull out a fishbone. Well, wasn't it the force of the jump that like kind of pushed yeah. him out? Yeah, it was the body slam. Oh. Poor Night Eyes. I'd be a little pissed about that. I'd be like, dude, is that really, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what you got. He's like, you should have let the fool do it. The fool would have been like, I'll just put my tiny hand in there and pull it out. (laughs) I'll I'll carve carve some figurines out of the fish bones. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have a token to remember it by. I did like the line that you pulled at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Good line, yeah, very good line. It was lightning. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a storm in New York, people. In case you're wondering, well, it was really close. It like just lit up the whole room. Ooh, that was weird. <clears throat> um, was anything else for chapter point. seven? The 
poor Night Eyes chokes on a fishbone. Fitz fixes vice fits. Fat Pile driving suffices. Yeah. <laughs> Invasive skilling suffices. I don't think Night Eyes would like being compared to a feist. <laughs> the musician yeah. feist. It is a nice callback, though. Maybe, um, to, you know, a similar situation. I think I get the I get the feeling that Robin Hobb has definitely watched this happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> she just keeps feeding her dogs fish, and she doesn't know why they keep dying. <laughs> All right, take us to chapter eight. Chapter eight is called Old Blood. And after that, everyone needs a good cuddle and some elf bark tea, both of these for the pain. The fool asks if he could simply inject the elf bark into his veins instead because it tastes so bad. <laughs> Fitz is like, once I was an idiot and chewed the elf bark, and I wasn't surprised at all to hear that. <laughs> was the elf bark worse than its bite? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Fitz continues on with his story. Quote, Autumn had just begun her warnings, which I imagine include the falling of leaves and clowns appearing on the edge of the woods. <laughs> Fitz seeks out the old blood in his story, which unfortunately includes the company of Black Rolf. Time to build a den like you're told and then be berated for it. I love to be told that I'm too loud while I'm communicating psychically to my badass wolf. I love fun, too. But I also imagine I feel a lot like Rolf does when people sing in the grocery store. <laughs> We learn about the old blood families that are around, and it's a shame that there isn't more about the truffles man who is bonded with a boar because I have a lot of questions about who does the truffle snuffle in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rolf Tuff fits in Night Eyes old blood manners like a nun teaches a student where his most tender knuckles are. And throughout the chapter, Rolf insists Fitz doesn't treat Night Eyes as his idea of an equal, and it's really infuriating and uncomfortable. Night Eyes is supposed to dig the den, and Fitz is supposed to build his house around it, and they're supposed to toot in the same hole, and oh. so on. Wow. They're even doing death wrong. Rolf brings them to see <laughs> Delena, who is trapped in the body of her wit deer, and they sit there spying on her, and she is taking a drink, and when she reaches out with her awareness, because she senses someone is there, Rolf just stands up and, like, flips her <laughs> off, and Fitz kind of stands there for a few minutes awkwardly after he's left, and they look at each other, and I just imagine being that deer, like, what the hell, I just came to take a drink because I'm thirsty. This guy's out here. <laughs> uh, I like that Fitz gives them the benefit of the doubt, Delena and her wit dear, because maybe they had a relationship that Rolf failed to define in his extremely narrow parameters from his book, How to Live Life Right and Shit in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to gatekeep the wit, I guess. And also the whole old blood village knew who Fitz was, and a woman rejected Fitz who was not courting her about it. So he and Night Eyes just left that mess. <laughs> but it's the fool's turn for stories, and he tells Fitz about our amazing tangle entering their cocoons to emerge as dragons. And Fitz says, dragons? Nonsense. Hasn't been a dragon in these pots in a thousand years. 
But the fool says... Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> But the fool says that come spring, they'll emerge stunted and yucky and premature. Could it be my fault, he wonders? Did I attach myself to the wrong person? And the only good parts in this chapter are when Fitz is trying to explain hearing other animals with the wit, and he says, quote, Imagine that you and I shared a personal language, one that only we two could interpret. Perhaps we do, the fool offered with a smile. Sassy. And Fitz... (laughs) (laughs) Fitz falls asleep to the fool playing the harp or some stringed instrument and singing softly in another language. And when Fitz touches his silver-marked wrist, he could understand the song. Is the fool a bard? He's a better bard. More so. Than... High art bard. He's, he's showing off the Starling. He's like, he's like, I'm better than Starling. Come Anybody on. Anybody is better yeah, than Starling. Bard Starling. In more ways than one. Yeah. So you know how, like, <laughs> when you have a cat and you raise it from a kitten, and it, like, you have, it has its own, like, little, like, meowing language that it basically learned from you, because yeah. it tries to meow at you, like the way you sound. I can relate to that. Well, because, like, cats don't just meow at each other in, in, like, the wild. They only meow at humans. That's them training us. That's why they're meowing. They're training us. Yeah, it's because we talk to them. (laughs) That's why only Ash meows at me and Rilla hates me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, that's the wit. It's the same thing. It is. We're all witted. The wit is real. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) You and the baby Yoda can start witting anytime now. <laughs> oh, how horrifying. <laughs> Don't let that baby... Me and my tiny to... green child are very happy together. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have any legs. You can't be afraid of it. It can't hurt you. <laughs> He's very well behaved, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just sits there with his little frog. Just ominously pointing at things. No legs. <laughs> One day. I don't know why it doesn't have legs. That's odd, right? Like, why would they choose to do that? Why not choose to give it, like, two squatty little, like, Yoda feet? Yeah. Why just a weird bowling pin body? Baby, so the, didn't wait, you give away bucks? the mystery. You're giving away something that wasn't in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like wait, a Baby Yoda doesn't have feet? It's well, like the CRL. It can't Yoda be like it wasn't feet. in the movie. You can't do that. I just thought he had like a slug bottom. Like it was just like, you know. He just slithered. Okay, Yoda has feet. We have seen Yoda's feet. Why wouldn't baby Yoda have the same kind of feet? Because they haven't developed yet. He's not a hut. Maybe maybe he's like a tadpole and he has to grow up and grow legs. (laughs) He's he's more like a baby baby hut at this point. Yeah. He had them in, in the concept art, so I assume he has little feet that he just waddles around on like a penguin. Um, so, uh, Black Rolf. He sucks. Um, He's a jerk. Gatekeeper. Very rigid. (laughs) (laughs) You're not, you're not reading it right. It's not that, you know, you're getting it wrong. We've gotten this, um, we've gotten, like, the the viewpoint of the, uh, the piebalds. We've gotten the viewpoint of why the piebalds exist. And now we have, um, 
the old blood who, you know, obviously they're witted people, but the pie, you know, I, I don't see them calling themselves piebalds. So it seems like there's lots of different ways to be witted. Yep. Just be, well, I don't know if you should follow Fitz's example, but follow Night Eyes' example. According to um, Black Rolf, you should not. <laughs> the one thing that was, was it in this chapter, where they talk about the baby that witted to the birds and then became mm-hmm. like swan functional. Yeah, that was a little. Yeah. Like, okay, well, he has a, I, I'll give him that one. Like, he has a point. They don't know true. if that if that that person was gonna like develop normally. Anyways, they were a baby. No, he was autistic. True. Yeah, maybe there was, was the maybe there was something developmentally right. different about them. And well, I was just taking it for what they said it was. That wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I do think there's probably something to not bonding so young, and not bonding with like you know. Mul- well, I mean, I guess Fitz only bonded with multiple animals because they kept getting killed or taken away from him but you know right i do think i do think there's something to that because as we've seen children are very susceptible they are but you know i I, i'm just not sir i'm not convinced that if you were a completely like you know very like nominal developmentally person like that you would grow up and like not even develop language skills just because you could wit you know you had wit connections with birds yeah. That didn't happen to Fitz, and he was basically unsupervised. <laughs> but he also wasn't an infant. Yeah, but we yeah, don't know anything six. about him when he was an infant. We really don't know anything. <laughs> True. He I doesn't mean, know maybe anything, the, and maybe everyone's really upset about plans. him. We're gonna need to see like the study. Maybe they're more knowledgeable of it, and kept him better in check. I'm assuming they I like had that a good still... size, and that they had good variables in place when they decided that this was what it was. Maybe Fitz was a little wolf boy and he lived in the woods with a bunch of wolves. I like that everybody's still pissed at him for not being able to remember the first six years of his life. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? I need the information. He's like, I I got nothing for you. He's like, yeah, I can't remember that. It was very normal and stuff. I very specifically cannot remember that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Must have sucked real bad. (laughs) <laughs> or it was the greatest six years of his life and he just can't stand knowing that that happiness is being <laughs> <laughs> yeah. either knowing way, bits his... that might be more accurate right. <laughs> either way his brain is protecting him yeah I do think it's weird though so he was from the mountain kingdom and his grandpa was like we're taking this kid back to this scoundrel who seated him but doesn't it strike you as strange, considering what we know about the Mountain Kingdom and how, like, communal they are about everything, that they would just, like, get rid of him? I don't know. Well, that I think the idea Maybe was that he was, he was problem. witted and they got rid of him. Yeah. Right? Oh, really? Who was he witting, witting with at that age? No, some animal that, that was around. I don't know. Like, that's what I think, because otherwise... Unless they were really, really starving to death, but even then, you'd think that they would leverage him somehow for like more food or yeah. His grandpa seemed like a real piece of shit. Was just like, hey, yeah. no, we're getting rid of this. 
Right, and kid. and remember, we there's a theory that that guy, the guard in Moon's Eye, was his grandfather, the guy who was like who hated uh, chivalry for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy was a piece of shit too. What do we think the fool's song was about? An exile, perhaps, <laughs> with a splash of romance. <laughs> <laughs> a melancholy love song the previous trilogy <laughs> <laughs> I did like his little summary of that and it's just like what are you talking about was it you think it was like I bless the rains down in <laughs> no because there's so many better down songs Chow said Chelsea. what about what's the song about about Vegemite sandwiches. What's that one? Da- down under. Oh, <laughs> work. I come from a land down under. Why did they talk about Vegemite? Why can't it be like a eurythmic song or something? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's down I under. Like a Vegemite. Vegemite. <laughs> come on. Is that like the is that like the, the, the jingle to Vegemite? I come from a land down under. Well I just think it would be funny if like, you know, we're imagining like some like beautiful haunting, like, you know, almost elven style song and it's really just And he's singing a commercial jingle? Yeah. It's like the Folgers song, but it's Bingtown Coffee. <laughs> Bingtown Coffee. I think it was Sweet Dreams Yum. by the Eurythmics. <laughs> And he was just <laughs> lulling him to sleep. <laughs> a lullaby. A fixed lullaby. Can we talk about how upsetting it is that after all of that work to get them fucking serpents up that goddamn river <laughs> that they come out as these fucking <laughs> anemic, like, barely alive <laughs> dragons that can't... Maybe that's all they needed to be. Maybe, they'll, maybe they'll live. Maybe they'll... Good little shit will come out of it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll be they'll be strong someday. Anemic. I just like that Amber left. I like that Amber was like, "Well, that didn't work. I'm going. <laughs> I'm rich now, motherfucker. I got money. Fuck you guys. I got my crown. I'm going back. Right. <laughs> well, was there a moment uh, in the previous trilogy where she was? Or, yeah, the fool was like, yeah, okay, I guess I should go back to Fitz. There's, maybe I didn't. Yes, Paragon, she has that conversation with Paragon, and Paragon says, is like, yeah, you should go back. That's when. When she's trying on the, when she finds the crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The last, uh, at the horde. At the very, very, very end. Mm -hmm. She's like, I goofed. I wasted a lot of time. Gotta go. But it seems like she hung so, around for a little bit because she did at least got to see that the uh, the eggs weren't hatching correctly, or the logs or whatever cocoons, cocoon things, oh, cocoons yeah, weren't a, dissolving. I don't <laughs> like half a year to to do that. Yeah, people move slowly in these books. I mean, unless you're being just... summoned by Chade in the middle of the night. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we knew we th- they were going to be premature because they were supposed to be there by like high summer, mm-hmm. and they got there by. I fall. mean, I knew that they were gonna. Yes, I knew that they were going to be in a cocoon for a shorter amount of time, but I thought that like magic would persevere and they would come out 
as some baller baby dragons. And right now, the you don't think that they could have like engineered like a big magnifying glass to just like in, like get the sun just on <laughs> yeah. the lamp for just like an extra cook them up a little better. I don't know. Wow, these books must have been really weird. <laughs> they were. <laughs> these these dragons came out sucking or something. She who remembers, like, what did she die for? So mad. Oh, it's a lot of loss there. <laughs> that was pointless. She could have just swam around and had a good time. Yep. <laughs> I know, because they were doing... I mean, I guess they were all dying as serpents, too, but they could have just kept eating. They kept yeah. dying because they were on a mission that they didn't know how to accomplish. If they had just gone out to live Exactly, if life, they just yeah. lived as serpents, they would have been fine. I, um... Uh, I think I just I, I don't I mean I, it seems obviously we we know that there is a, a what's not it's not a trilogy it's a quad, quad quartet quartet <laughs> quartet uh, you know obviously that, that I think that's gonna come back we're gonna figure that out don't don't Hobbs got us for... oh boy does she in every disgusting description oh, I'm just selling it <laughs> So looking forward to that. I hope there's a lot more regurgitation. Yeah. I really want to hear about Ooh, whatever funny. goo is on Can't wait them. to shed my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Do we start in the muck again? Because that was really great the first time. Yeah. Writhing, eating of, <laughs> eating of dead flesh or hair or just like... Oh, and the toxins. Like... So much about the toxins. Yes. What? Just you wait... <laughs> It's probably like them coming out of the cocoon is like when you have a cast taken off. It's probably disgusting. <laughs> if you absorb your own cast. Yeah, it would be like if you took your cast off of the And then it <gasps> <gasps> Allergen. Or you just like spit on your cast and it dissolved into your arm. And then it taught you something new from the memory. <laughs> Taught you not to break your arm again. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Should we move on to chapter nine? <laughs> Old band-aid taste. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Chapter nine is called Dead Man's Regrets. This chapter opens with a scroll about the skill recalling the old tradition of searching for skilled people to form coteries amongst the regular folk of the six duchies. It was in King Bounty's time, and that's Fitz's great-grandpa, where the skill was restricted to members of the royal line only, and the coteries disappeared. A bad idea. Yeah, that's going to go well for them. So, <laughs> in the middle of the night, Fitz, Fitz wakes up and remembers that they left poor Malta picketed <laughs> on the hill all night without any water. So, so, he gets out of bed and goes to retrieve her, and she is pretty pissed, but too well-bred to kick his butt. Poor Malta. On his midnight meadow wander, Fitz sort of falls into the wit, feeling all the living things around him, and the way that it's described is very easy and good, and it's very comforting to Fitz in a way uh, that he never like links with the skill. But it turns into a waking skill dream, where he is a boy chasing a small, big cat, and I'm thinking like a Bengal or something like a little bit bigger. I think we could page Carol Baskin; she'd probably know. A lynx. <laughs> Well, like, do lynxes have spots? I tried to look up a medieval hunting cat to see what that was. Yeah. <laughs> did not get good results. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's like a, I think it's a Bengal. 
So the boy is clearly wit bonded to the cat and they are running away. Fitz is a dope and when he comes back to himself he thinks, ah, good hunting random random witted boy. I obviously just don't know. And he goes to bed. <laughs> Night Eyes, meanwhile, is recovering and resting a lot, but Fitz can sense that he is in a healing sleep, and so he's very pleased with that. When he wakes the next day, Fitz decides to shave his beard while the fool is out picking eggs, and that's when I realized that I never picture Fitz with a beard. Because yeah, I draw yeah, cool. yeah, did I. He never has <laughs> yeah. a beard. So I guess I, like the fool, prefer him without it. <laughs> Vince is like, Starling says I'm old and ugly and no one would recognize me if I went back. And the fool's like, Starling is a bitch. I would know you if you were flayed and set afire. Which is super comforting coming from a prophet. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, we learned a little bit more about the fool. He's older, he ages more slowly than everyone else, and his complexion is definitely changing over time. He assures Fitz that he has grown up a lot in the last 15 years and is definitely out of his stupid adolescent years. And this causes Fitz to become depressed, <laughs> and he brings up Starling, Starling again, and the fool is a really good friend and provides some nice outside perspective that Starling is selfish and her motivations are not based on Fitz. But Fitz is also selfish, so he thinks everything she did was really about him. So then Fitz says again that he might take up his old life. And the fool is like, yes, do that. And Fitz is like, mm, is this a fool's feeling or like a white prophet feeling? He's like, well, what is, what is it exactly that we must do? And the fool says, exactly? And Fitz is like, yes, exactly and precisely. Oh, exactly and precisely. Well, we must save the world, you and I, again. And Fitz is kind of a bit skeptical of his own importance, but remembers that the fool's missions often equal Fitz getting hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, and now that whole idea of returning to Buckheap isn't as full of uh, nostalgic wonder as it once was. Uh, this conversation gets even more interesting because the fool seems in a very informative mood. To change the world, all Fitz has to do is live because he enables others to become heroes. He's the changer. The fool is the white prophet. The white prophet, except no substitutions. Fitz even changes the fool's outlook in real time with some of his melancholic musings, <laughs> which energizes the fool and seems to sober Fitz up even more than usual. Afterwards, they do chores. Fitz tries to make purple ink. The fool carves everything made of wood into naughty sprites. And eventually he begins carving <laughs> something special, but he keeps it a secret. And Fitz isn't nosy. Night Eye sleeps on. Come dinner time, the fool insists on doing the cooking because Fitz is not good at it. No more microwave <laughs> pasta, Fitz. Have some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> While dinner cooks, Fitz recalls his travels after the Red Ship Wars. That he sailed north and south. That he visited Bingtown, but he didn't like the live ships he saw there. And he and Night Eyes decided to walk home. <laughs> to which Good idea, Fitz. The fool goes, you can't do that, but you know, he fucking did. And it goes really great. Night Eyes has his paws melted off, and Fitz is driven mad by visions, so Cursed Shores five stars. <laughs> he talks about how he didn't like Chalcid, uh, which we all expected. Uh, but since this is Fitz, what he really wants to talk about is how he decided to go stalk Molly and Burrich. He searches for them using his limited info and some visions. 
one time he even has a skill dream uh, in which they are afflicted with some kind of sickness. And it's obvious that his perspective is that of Nettle, but he's too dumb to realize that. <laughs> Um, even when he's recounting it to the fool, he doesn't realize that. Eventually, he finds them and finds himself sitting in the field outside their house. And it's a sad little observation of their domesticity and the farm that Birch is building. But he flees before he can see Nettle. The fool asks if he also attempted to go see Dutiful, his, quote, other child. And Fitz reminds the fool that no one knows that, so shut up. Maybe not even Ketrican. Certainly not Starling. wild. Therefore not Shade. <laughs> And when he runs out of tail, the fool decides that Fitz wouldn't be known by most at court and encourages him to see him in Buckheat before winter. And Fitz is all, maybe, and the fool is like, you better. Yeah, Katrika doesn't even know. Well, how would she not know? Did, <laughs> she like, only had eyes Verity for Verity. Put, did Verity put like, a glamour over Fitz's body to be like, I yes. am Verity? Or he like skilled into her and was like, you see Verity. I guess so. <laughs> That's weird. That's really oh, weird. yeah. That, I mean, that whole fucking thing was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Sex But box. the other option is that Fitz came into her tent that night, and she was like, cool, my dying husband is somewhere out there, but let's get it on. I mean, he could have said, I'm Verity in Fitz's body, and we're gonna make a child. Oh, like, he explained it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I know the truth is a wild option, but I guess it could have happened. <laughs> I feel like it would have been really awkward between Fitz and Ketty after that, though. Like, even if she knew that, like, wouldn't things have been kind of really super weird? Maybe he did, like, skill into her and say, I am Verity, and yeah. she just bought it. It's Isn't weird. the phrasing, like, he glowed so bright? He just turned the lamp off. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and write this. Prince Verity or <laughs> Prince Virility? Oh, oh. He was king by then. Just saying. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I like that we kind of get a little bit of, like, backup for, like, whatever. What happened to Celerity and her, like, badass sisters after the Red Ship War and that they're doing okay. That was nice. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, but the like sitting the... in the field staring at Birch and Molly was low point. I prefer the Bingtown adventures. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want I want to go to Bingtown and watch Fitz walk down the market and hear what his <laughs> accent sounds like. Then. <laughs> do you think that he, like, do you like think a, that like he walked Scottish by Amber's man. shop or do you think he was there before Amber had her shop? I don't know. I feel like he had to be there before. I don't know when Amber went down there. Yeah, it had to have been before. Who's that Cause, hottie? Because otherwise he would have been like, <laughs> I know you. I would love to have, for Fitz to have encountered Amber. <laughs> I would have loved it. He's walking in like, gosh, I really need some oh. beads. I just felt the need. Gosh, I'm hard. I really like <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I really loved it. He's like, yeah, I went to Bingtown, and them motherfuckers got glass windows in all the windows. I know. <laughs> the windows. <laughs> Always about the windows. I like that he's so excited that he got, like, the grease skin window or whatever, and then I'll talk about the glass windows. <laughs> His greased skin. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, this is a luxury. A sad, dirty flap across the window. He's like, it's oh, glass. Pinnacle. Easy flap. I just want to put him and Althea in a room and they can just chat windows at each other. Like, Althea's going to be like, I cannot understand anything you're saying. I want to go there. No, because she's been hanging out with a little guy who's got that crazy fucking that chase. Yeah. I- in the sex Dutchies, we don't have glaze. What's a window? Hello, Wait, was that cock- cockneyed or southern? I <laughs> like call shit. It's mostly grunts. Ain't nothing grunts. spell worse than horse shit. Horse <laughs> Really, it's just like sling blade, and he just goes French frat tires. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I just think I I also like that you know we spent three books uh, investigating the mystery of live ships and all Fitz had to do was walk by one and he was like nope nope that's weird Mm, seems uncouth. <laughs> He's like, wow, well, this thing seems like it might be the dead soul of a dragon reanimated into a boat. I don't like it. Anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm gonna keep walking He's this like, way. I wrote it down in a scroll, but I didn't tell anyone about it, so sorry, my bad. He lost it. I wrote it back. down and then threw it in the fire. <laughs> he lost it in the cursed shores. He dropped it in the water. If he borrowed one of those boats, couldn't he have gotten across a lot, uh, Chalcid a lot easier? Yeah, but, but uh, Night Eyes didn't want to be on a boat, and they were also right. poor. And also, yeah, can't just they walk, borrow a live ship. Do. That's, like, their thing, is they walk. <laughs> they walk. He likes getting his steps that. in, Joey. 60,000 steps a day. Feet, even if his feet melt off. So that goes back to the last, uh, Joey, you were talking about like other kinds of magic in our last episode. Obviously there's something going on in the Cursed Shores because it wasn't skilling, but it was driving them crazy. He says it's the last time he felt that weird was when he was on the skill road, but this is different. It's like he's scatterbrained rather than drugged. I don't know. It's like he's got different people trying to inhabit him or something. It's, it's it's weird. It makes me think that, like, is is there a huge underground city with lots of, like, skill rock underneath, the, you know, the cursed shore? Like, what's there? Or is it, like, a buried elderling city? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was leading and, towards. Or, like, all of the sand on the beach is made of... The stars. It sounds like it was cursed by a witch. Uh, or it was cursed by a witch. <laughs> might be straightforward it's just like every single tree has one of those weird charms in it <laughs> yeah and it's just like has been it, they say no intricately it's and... like the blair witch project <laughs> yes <laughs> can we talk about the skill dreams <laughs> yeah because we've now had two and this fucking dumb dumb <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a theme. Why? It's, <laughs> oh my god. It's like the, all of the little, like, quick little, you know, taglines for the books. It's like a dumb kid gets, you know, in, in trouble with 
forged people. What if you were the stupidest man on the planet and yes. had all the power in the world? I mean, in his defense, when you have dr- dreams, you usually don't know what the fuck you're is going on and then you wake up and you forget them but he doesn't forget them immediately it's like he's lived them the skill dreams are so vivid it's like it was him like he's not forgetting this shit and he's now been in the castle i will give him dutiful like a little bit you know but like the nettle thing is especially stupid yeah that was happening (laughs) in in uh in uh assassin's quest too remember when he was like skill spying on them and it's because nettle was born (laughs) it's like oh weird this is a weird point of view that i have but i don't know like in the first (laughs) section he can't grasp that yeah yeah in the first section, we He's saw him skill dream, and he was in the castle. Like Cat Rickens was like waving towards him. It's like, how? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already that happened. Yeah, because it was clear. The context clues are there, and he just has no idea. Regular dream. Well, again, he's an he incredibly doesn't... self like obsessed. <laughs> I'm just saying, I haven't been yeah. formally trained as an assassin, and I can tell what's going on, so. <laughs> you know, I know, I know the rest of you That was a prerequisite for this podcast, Ashley. Aww. Yeah, I thought we all became assassins, uh, like, a year Ashley, ago. Ashley, I was told, you in particular. I sometimes lie to get what I want, and <laughs> Like an assassin. I really just wanted to be on this podcast, so I said I was an assassin. <laughs> Shameful. But really, I've been arrested for every murder I've ever committed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think that we haven't had a lot of good examples of like fatherhood um, in in this in these books. So maybe Fitz just doesn't really know what he's looking at. Kind of like a you know, he's like learning a new language. No. I've, nope. That's not it. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get to it, but, like, just... Later, later on, when he's talking to Shade, and he just still doesn't fully make the connection, I'm just like, what What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Alright, shall we move to chapter 10? Cool. <clears throat> chapter 10, A Sword and a Summons. Perhaps every kingdom has its tales of a secret and powerful protector... One that will rise to the land's defense need with the need be great enough and entreaty be sincere enough. The intro goes on to tell of Ice Fire of Out Islands in his icebound lair and speaks in the same way of the elderling stone dragons who once saved the six duchies from the Red Ship Raiders. Ice Fire is a things... cool name. Ice Fire is a I cool just, name. Like, why with the Y? Song of Ice Fire. Why couldn't they just made it an I? Instead, they got it's put... Ice Fire. Fire. <laughs> because he lives in hot top. <laughs> <laughs> Some really sick gauges. All of their candles are those rainbow ones where when you burn it, the wax strips, it's rainbow colored. Mm. <laughs> so you have eyeliner. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. A lot of different things happen this chapter and also nothing. Um, it's definitely the calm before the storm. Life with the fool continues on blissfully, but Fitz continues to feel discontent with his peaceful life in the boonies. I was no longer tormented by the past so much as taunted by the future. 
With the price of education, Fitz worries that he did not start saving for Hap's college early enough. This joke is probably only going to hit in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) The fool has done nothing but carve on shit since he arrived, and now Fitz's entire cabin is a fine woodworking showcase. (laughs) The activities of the water sprites in my brain barrel would have made a guardsman blush. Fine art indeed. (laughs) Night Eyes heals slowly from his greedy gulping, but also becomes more thoughtful as his mind appears to dwell on his own mortality. Fitz and the Fool make an attempt to restore the rooster crown from Egrot's hoard, but actual chicken feathers do not fit. And when the Fool starts to repaint the crown, he instead decides it feels wrong. Not yet. As soon as the pleasantries with the fool began, uh, he suddenly decides he must go. Fitz complains that he hasn't met Hap yet, to which the fool responds, Ew, children. (laughs) (laughs) Fitz jests that surely there are other white prophets to save the world, and why can't we just chill out and just be gay together for a little bit? (laughs) But the fool gets very grave and tells Fitz about the pale woman, who is the advisor to Keeble Rawbread, which is a name that strikes much fear. Uh, during the Red Ship War, uh, this is the dude, <laughs> right? It will, it right? will give you an upset stomach, okay? <laughs> <laughs> gluten-free, get away! Kebble, All so that gluten. sounds less like the Keebler elf. Kebble. His oh, name is Red Kebble Rawbread. Kibble Rawbread. Kebble Rawbread. Feed this to your cats. Kebble it's dough. Kibble Rawbread. <sighs> We learn a few more tantalizing bits about the fool's upbringing. He was born far to the south um, to two fathers who were brothers and one woman. And uh, he was sent away to be raised by those who believed in his prophetic powers. He was educated and his dreams were recorded and he was revered as one of the white lineage. But not so much that they thought he was the one white prophet. The title had already been bestowed upon this pale woman. But the fool knew he was the one true white prophet, and so he ran away to be with his catalyst. Fitz, the farseer, unacknowledged. And then we get a cool Blood Brothers moment where the fool grips Fitz's arm, and Fitz remarks that he feels like he has said these words before and done these things before. And we get some good quotes. After all, sometimes all it takes is a small stone in a rut for a wheel to lurch out of its track. It does not seem like a good experience for the stone, however, says Fitz. And the fool responds, Oh, never fear, you shall survive it, for you must. Ominous. <laughs> so, the fool asks if it will, Fitz will accompany him back to Buckkeep, but, like me, he feels loyal to, to his myriad of self-imposed obligations. But my cosplay, <laughs> but I've got to record <laughs> Buckkeep Radio on Mondays... <laughs> Oh no, Hair of the Knife just came out. <laughs> I don't have time to save the world this week. Nine Eyes and the Fool make fun of how important his chickens are for a solid ten minutes and then Fitz talks about how pointless his life is. <laughs> COVID life. Uh, and then the Fool leaves. Fitz becomes melancholy as fuck and, uh, and then suddenly Happer turns and... He's got no paid, no money from his unpaid internship, and having someone to care for again fits perks up. The two of them check out the lewd rain barrel for a bit, and that cheers them up. Uh, <laughs> then Fitz tells them 
that his his talented artist friend can loan them the money for their swaky woodworking apprenticeship at the Harvard School of Cabinet Making. <laughs> Jesus. Then what are we waiting for? Let's go right now, says Hap. And Fitz starts to get ready to go to Buckkeep on his own to do the embarrassing task of asking the fool or Chade for money. But then a mysterious writer approaches, and the deaf mute is a messenger from Shade. And what's more, there is an emergency, and Fitz is needed right back at Buckkeep immediately. And so the reluctant hero who would have scoffed at the idea of going back home just days ago is now restless and with purpose. He gladly takes on the challenge and leaves right away, and the boy and wolf are to follow as soon as they can. Bye, chickens. Get them eggs. <laughs> One of your hens was looking poorly. She may not make it through the night. <laughs> I, I like that. Hap is actually kind of really charming in this chapter. Like the things like when he's like, oh, I always think that, that Night Eyes is laughing when he makes that face. And, yeah. yeah. Well, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, yeah, he was. He was laughing at Fitz. Yeah. I would laugh at Fitz. We're too. always laughing at Fitz. I do constantly. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, Jenna, hint, hint." Yeah, nudge, nudge, he's like, oh, "Stop trying to like set Jenna him up, Jenna." Hey, hey, hey. Well, he's he's like worried about like his dad. He's about to go off to college, and his dad is alone yeah, in the woods, and he's kind of like, "That's oh, why he should have gotten to meet the fool." Then he would have been like, "Of course." Well, he was shocked when he's like, "What the fuck? You have a friend?" <laughs> 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 You got a friend? He like, can, can, he can yeah. And he carved all these lewd scenes on our water barrel. All I could think of when I read that was the scene in the birdcage when they're having dinner and there's like <laughs> yeah, the, and the, the gay sex scenes on their plates. <laughs> so China design. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, How it's bad Greek. is it? It's Greek. How bad are those scenes? How bad is it supposed it's to be? It said would make a guardsman blush. They've seen some shit. That's pretty bad. It, it, yeah, they mentioned it yeah. like three times too. So it must <laughs> have been so pretty creepy. good. Aren't there? Aren't there some like um, famous? There's like a famous Hindu temple with like a lot of like hypersexual yes. carvings. Yes, that's it. He also <laughs> that's his, that's that's his water barrel. The fool invented it. <laughs> the Kama Sutra illustrated via rain barrel. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that. The, the carvings that were described as lizards were like little serpents or dragons or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, that was like the tank. too dumb to realize I, that. And then what? I he, thought... he... There's the charging buck on the table. I was going to say, there's a charging buck on the table, and Hap's like, that's fine. I have no, <laughs> I have no comments. <laughs> He's like, that's cool. Where'd you learn to wood carve like this? Why would anyone put the, the Farseer buck on our table? That's so cool. <laughs> it was the charging buck, so it wasn't even just the yeah, buck. That much more specifically fits yeah. his buck. Yeah. So is is um is the fool like using the fingers the way that Verity did on the stone, or is it like actual carving? Like which is it? Both. Yeah, I think it's both. It's both. Yeah, remember because he gets in trouble for trying to use the the kitchenware at first and Fitz is like uh, can you yeah. and he, he carves Starling's heart he's like he's really like good. we ain't that rich put down that butter knife for <laughs> he's like that is my one <laughs> single knife for everything 
<laughs> I guess I have to leave. My one knife is not sharp anymore. <laughs> I do really like the idea of the lizards actually being serpents because it reminds me of when I was little and I would like draw a horse and my drunk grandma would be like, oh, what a nice dog. You had a drunk grandma? Yeah, she was the best. <laughs> oh, I just had a grandma that smoked. Oh. What's less fun? Well... Uh, and was racist. God <laughs> <laughs> prefer the Much less grandma. fun. One of um, our grandmas would pour PBR into shot glasses with her best friend, and they would pretend to sip on it like that was more ladylike than just drinking out of the can and crushing it. Yeah, y'all, y'all had <laughs> punk grandparents. <laughs> I would just keep bringing my grandma Bailey's, and it was a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a lot of drinking in these books. There's so much drinking. I didn't realize that. I don't. I don't know. Like what? Fitz's four beers before he went to see went to the yeah, castle was like, definitely. That's, that's definitely. me. I, I, I can relate that. to that. I'm like, yeah, I could have four beers, then do some serious work. Like I just need that. Just four. Courage, Fitz. Just just four. Not that many. Depends on the beer, uh, I imagine. I, I, um, I, I just, I appreciate the fact that there is now this cabin in the woods near Forge that has, like, really nice carvings in it. I know, because they just stumbled upon this just cabin raising and made it theirs. And so now somebody's going to do the same thing, and they're going to be like, whoa, what's happening here? <laughs> You're like, I'm moving <laughs> fucking in. <laughs> the next person that gets caught there in a storm is like, hmm, this is a nice it's, place. It, that barrel is going to be behind a curtain that you have to, like, pay to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's how he makes the money, perhaps, uh, apprentice fee. Well, if I was Hap, I'd be like, wait a second. Wait a second. You have this artist friend who's this talented, and you made me go, Why like, I... chuck corn all summer? Yeah, and they're in Buckkeep. Like, his friend is in, like, they could have just gone to Buckkeep. But, uh... he could yeah, Hap is too good. Hap is... Hap is too nice. I mean, like, if I was Hap in that moment, I'd have been like, what the f- I'd have, It would have ended in tears. The night would have been ruined. I would have been like, why am I not, like, why aren't you getting money from this guy? Why am I not apprenticing this motherfucker? Right. Like, <laughs> God, God damn it, Dad. But also, that's wanted to be an actor and then, like, the finding, other like, Tom Hanks' maker. number on your parents' cell phone or something. Exactly. Like, why didn't that... What, but why it's good. Why didn't I do that internship? You sent me out to the fucking farm. Hap needed some real-world experience, and he needed to go do some back-breaking work to learn what it's like. And he also needed to learn what it's like to get screwed, because that's what life is all about, unless you're the 1%. <laughs> that's true, but... Turns out that Fitz is part of the one percent. But you know what? He's tangentially part of the one percent because he doesn't physically have that much money. He's like a rich person that's living in like a tiny house in like North Dakota on purpose. He's not like like a miser. He's in Montana. Like just pretending to, to so got a few friends in Hollywood, you know. So life, yeah. No, me now. realistically, he could walk up to Ketrick and be like, "I want to be a lord of some small Anything. holding." Somewhere. He wouldn't yeah, even have to do that. Do he could just now. say, "Bankroll me," and she'd be like, "Okay, here you go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, this kid you know needs why? a fucking because college. This fucking her a- life. 
He yeah. could, this kid, Fitz could be taking on ward after ward, improving <laughs> these kids' lives, running a fucking charity, and yet he's just like, nah, we're Turning them into vigilante superheroes working at night for the good of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfman. Like, I go, chicken boy. Corny. <laughs> Wolfman and chicken boys. And chick? chick I love better. it. Wolfman and chick. <laughs> I don't know. I think Hap is the better for it. He needed to uh, feel defeat (laughs) and learn what that's like. And now if he lives the Kush lifestyle, then at least he had that one experience to give him perspective. He needs two months. He needed to (laughs) toil before he could go to college, do that shitty internship. Yeah. But... I, we got we got we got some um, background on the fool, which I thought was the most interesting, the most interesting yeah. part of this whole section. Just as a first time reader, reader, listener, the fool and his two dads. His, <laughs> yeah, the fool, my, my two dads. dads, and like. By the way, I I'm I I'm not the prophet, but I am. By the way, I might be the Quizot's Hatterack. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> No there might deal. be somebody else that might be an imposter. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Small stuff. <laughs> Not, nothing big. But I'm going to put you in mortal danger several more times just to see if I'm right. We have to because I have to save the world. Again. Who is the fool in the Batman story? Uh, the Joker. Maybe. The Joker. <laughs> oh, wow. No. That's definitely, <laughs> definitely. No, I was all right. Not even. Okay. The fool is poison Not ivy terrible. in Batman and Robin. <laughs> Wait, we're talking Robin about is half. Robin is half, but you know, cabinets. It's shade, Alfred. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Mi six. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of shade, should we move on to chapter eleven? Chad's Tower, also known as the Return to Butt Keep. Um, so I came to a realization. Y'all were been saying um, shade this whole time, but in the audiobooks, not that it's an authority, but in both sets of audiobooks that I've listened to, they refer to him as Chade with a with a with a very clear Chade Ch. This is the church. So the the only chicken. reason I think that we say shade is because the fool says something about hiding in the shade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he makes a wordplay joke. Yeah, so, he makes a wordplay. I mean, it's with... it it's known to happen in these audiobooks where you know, for whatever reason, whoever the producer or whatever is like, let's pronounce this and it's like wrong, but Yeah, they also did that with the way that a dragon sounds, so. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. way that a dragon sounds? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, was this, like, was this like a whole thing? But yeah, there's, yeah. Some, uh, yeah. there's some creative decisions that are made by these book readers that are questionable at best. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think like I think I've heard other people say Chade as well, but yeah, I think because of that wordplay and also just because everyone in Buckkeep has like a name that means something and he was always Shrewd's like shade shadow so yeah <laughs> but you can um, say shade so, and i won't judge you 
it, to me, he's always going to be Chad. But um, this opening, <laughs> this opening chapter is about the Red Ship Raiders, uh, and it is only sort of interesting. But basically, the conclusion is that the Farseer line is probably directly tied to the Out Islander blood. We've heard this story before, right? Like. It's basically like the Vikings came from Iceland and they kept raiding because uh, their island sucked and they couldn't really farm very well and they couldn't they 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 in this case these islanders uh, they couldn't really conquer much very well and it was only under raw bread that they briefly had this moment in time in which they could like consolidate and do some decent conquering. Uh, but methinks that it wasn't Rob Red so much as it was this other person. Um, so uh, that's basically what the intro is about, is the the out-islander stuff. But I think it's kind of weird and interesting that, like, yet again, you've got these outside invaders that are uh, known for their skill use, and that that's, like, that, that high uh, magic is reserved for these people. But okay. Um... So after Fitz spent the first few chapters or so with more than a few close friends coming to his little cottage in Forge, prodding him and to stop being a Fitzosaurus and to do something with his life again, he finds himself on a boat with a nameless uh, Shade employee at the river's edge to Buckkeepton or Buckkeep. Is it Buckkeep Town? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Buckkeep Town. Buckkeepton. And it turns out that the city has prospered, actually, quite a bit since the days of Verity. But since, uh, instead of, like, perusing the streets and celebrating his old home's prosperity, Fitz can't help himself to uh, embrace that curmudgeon life, you know, that he's kind of come to really uh, come to enjoy. You know, like, he can't like anything anymore. So he has to come in and be like, oh, I remember when it was just, like, you know, a couple cobbles, you know, cobblestone streets and blah, and I used to hang out with Molly over there, and now there's this whole freaking complex, and he's just, <laughs> he's not happy about it, and I, I just, I'm just thinking, shit, man, at least, at least, at least Buckkeep Town is, like, it's doing well, you know, like, I mean, it seems like, it seems like it's working out, um, but Fitz, Fitz gets pissed off, and he ends up going to, um, the, uh, <laughs> he ends up going to this inn, that I guess he's been to before. I don't remember if this was an inn that was cited in the in the in the first trilogy. I'm guessing it was at some point. But he goes there and he has no less than four beers, four ales. Um, and I'm like, okay, like Fitz, you're about to go like talk to your old boss, right? Like your old your old mentor slash boss, the guy that kind of like brought you into your 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 adulthood in some sense and you can't help but get shit faced, right? Okay, like four it, beers it's is just not like shit faced one. I I mean maybe uh, it, uh, He it has depends. a high tolerance, clearly. He's he must. I mean they're always drinking. But like unless that ale is like five percent or less, like he's he's gonna be I, I would be pretty fucked up. Just as, <laughs> like I I would be sloppy at least. I'd come in and be like wow, he's been drinking. He'd be like stumbling on himself. <laughs> he's fine though apparently because like he's just like a boss he just sort of like he shows up um and he finds he finds this like place this little like crook in the wall where where uh prince uh princess Ketty and uh and company like had to flee the death pot of like regal if you remember like this little place in the wall and i guess shade or 
you know, maybe the somebody, maybe they knew that because, uh, you know, the fool is kind of hanging out there in this area. And for some reason, I imagine like a koi pond there. I don't remember what they, what it was actually there. <laughs> I think it's a hummock of dirt. <laughs> it's just, it's just a mound or something. But like, it, it, it's just a pile of rocks. <laughs> fine. You know what? There's ivy at what least. It's, nice it's, it's, pond. it's somewhat scenic. And then like, the, like. Fitz sees this little blonde boy like playing a flute or something, and 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 and, and he turns around. and He goes, "Beloved," and it's like, "Oh, it's the fool, the fool again." Of course, it's the fool. Um, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Like, isn't beloved like? Isn't that like the name we're supposed to call the fool now? Isn't that?" But then now it's just—I think it's just like a pet term they have for each other now. Um, that you know, Fitz won't use. Um, but. <laughs> Fitz explains that the plan to allow Fitz to work in secret and buck, buck keep is uh, without public finding him out and understanding, you know, that he's basically, you know, part of the lineage is that they have to role play, right? Like there has to be like some role play going on. But in this case, you know, the, 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 the fool gets to be the lavish Lord, uh, uh, Lord Golden. Whereas Fitz has to play like this dirty body, his dirty bodyguard. Right. So it's, it's almost like, stretch, it's a, right. It's not, no, well, that's, <laughs> a, that's the thing is it's like, it's like, a, it's like role play where like, they're just becoming who they actually are. The fool was like, really. I can't trust you to be able to actually act. So you're just going to be yourself. You're going to be yourself. <laughs> just don't say your name. That's it. That's like the idiots. And you can say his like, name, the one he's been using for years. It, it, you're, it's you're like, going to be Tom Badgerlock. You're a dirty man from the woods. Yeah, no, you know, hold on. It's Geralt. <laughs> it's Geralt. On um, it's Geralt in um, it's Geralt in The Witcher Three when he when he when he's asked to like be part of that play. He just has to say his lines, and he's just a total bore. Um, but like, so Fitz is or the fool has given uh, Fitz this difficult job of role playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> and they enter the castle through the front gate because it's totally, you know, you can totally buy it. Um, and uh, he shows Tom Badgerlock to his quarters, which Fitz kind of kind of mopes about, and he's kind of sighing at his meager room. And I'm kind of like, he left his single room cottage in, you know, BFE with a dirt floor for a gasp, a windowless, fireplaceless studio apartment in the big city. And he's kind of like pooping on him. You know, he's like, boo. And but here's the thing, though, like his shitty room from, you know, back when he was here was probably 10 times worse than this. And that's how he liked it. So why is he why is he pitching a fuss right now? But he had a window, okay? Yeah, I will say, like, not getting a window is a fucking downgrade. <laughs> he doesn't even get a window. He's got to smell his own fart. It's not a window. You can you know, call a room a bedroom until it has a window. Yeah. <laughs> if this shitty apartment was, uh, you know, actually listed in New York City, it would come with, like, the, um, like, the charming apartment with this amenity speakeasy access to amenity. your former amenity assassin's has floor <laughs> has, has, has floor chivalry fascia in the secret passage under yeah, the stairs. comes with rest <laughs> it's like secret speakeasy of old now yours um, and so they, they get to they use the speakeasy uh, secret access door and there's you know, some bumbling in the dark and remembering how many stones away from the floor you are from which way and secret assassin shit. 
Um, and they, they, uh, and, you know, it takes, it, of course, like Fitz goes, goes alone down this passageway and, uh, he ends up in none other than, uh, Shade's, um, workshop and he sees all the, all the things that, that Shade would have. He sees like the, the chemicals and Fitz was never good at chemistry, but he, he, ta- he, he, he believes or he sees something that indicates to him that Shade must have taken on a new apprentice. And I think that, um, Fitz has a, a brief moment of, of, of jealousy. Like, oh, I wonder who this guy is. And yeah, he's probably just some other bastard but um (laughs) (laughs) they they because it's buckkeep they have to have like food and it's awesome tea and it's awesome and brandy because it's more booze and we shade reveals the real reason why fitz is here and it's because dun 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 dutiful is missing oh shit you know, like, turns out Prince Dutiful, he went away. It's like, we don't know if it was, like, his wanderlust, and he just kind of walked off. He's sick of being a prince, or if he was kidnapped. And we don't really know the real reason. But basically, Shade is like, there's all these lords, and they're giving him gifts. And among them, he gets gifted this hunting cat. And I don't know what a hunting cat is, but I do know that I want one because my current, my current cat, my current wit beast is sitting here like laying around like a throw pillow. See, see my Instagram. Um, (laughs) but I want a fucking hunting cat and I have a lot of questions about those hunting cats and I'm very interested because that's cool. Um, and shade gets pissy with Fitz because Fitz is playing dumb which is kind of stupid because Fitz is not good at that. Like Fitz is bad at deceiving. He's bad at deceit. And Shade's like, don't even dumb. fucking, don't even fucking like act like you don't fucking know anything, Fitz. And so he gets pissed off at Fitz about why he's playing dumb, about why people would suspect Dutiful could be witted, and there's all these factions that might be interested in that rumor. Those piebald people, bastards, men, some such of the. There's all this stuff going on politically, and Fitz deduces that Starling, the howling bitch, probably told Jade fucking everything. Uh, so, you know, Fitz is feeling kind of revealed right now, and Jade shows his true old man weakness when he shares his fears about what could happen to Dutiful and the six duchies, which makes Fitz sad, and Dutiful's meant to marry this one, this, what was it, Nanchez or something? What was her name? <laughs> Nana. Nanchez. Let's just Nan- Nanchez. Narcheska. Nanchez. Narcheska. Nanchez. Narcheska. Dude was meant to marry Nanchez. Which Nan- is a title, Nana- not her name. No. And then there's more, like, there's, there's, this feels very, like, episode one of um, Star Wars, where it's like, there's politics and things and machinations and stuff, and I'm just kind of like, I'm Invasion. Like, what happened? invasions and like we have to barter and it's like this is like this is like Chade's realm and it's like it's kind of badass and kind of cool but like fucking Fitz is a jock he doesn't give a shit and he's not good at that stuff you know <laughs> like he's like something y'all were trying to marry me off at some point to celery but I didn't want to be part of that and now you know now you're trying to fucking do it to do it to full and that's fucking ridiculous but there's a lot at stake and it's very cool like first book shit but whatever and then Shade reveals that he's been trying to reach out to Prince Dutiful. Uh, he's trying to teach uh, Prince Dutiful the skill when he has no clue about it himself, because it's kind of like, 
it's like imagine obi-wan kenobi to like go back to the star wars reference and it's like imagine obi-wan kenobi didn't know anything about like you know the force use and he was trying to teach him so imagine it was actually like luke's uncle trying to teach him about the force it's ridiculous it's totally fucking ridiculous and so um he 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 describes it as something like trying to teach an owl what the sky looks like when you're just a shrew or mole or something and nonetheless, Shade is convinced that Dutiful has skill powers and that he's he's got a strong connection to Fitz. And 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 again, like Fitz is like, um, well, what's like he, Fitz again is still trying to play dumb and denies knowing anything about it. And he and, and this is when Shade really is like, mother motherfucker, you like I think you fucking do know what I'm talking about. And like Shade, like he's clapping back at him. He's like, Fitz, goddamn it. Dutiful's got some skill dreams of you, Fitz, and I fucking know that because I know you. So, like, stop fucking playing stupid. And he knows Dutiful has a strong connection to Fitz, and some somehow, somehow, Shade knows at the end of all of this, Shade knows that he's that that, that the secret to finding Dutiful has to do with Fitz and the skill. And 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 Shade, at the end of the day, doesn't fucking know the skill, and he needs this Fitz needs Fitz to fucking step up and do it. And finally, finally, finally. Um, Fitz gets excited about using the skill again, which he describes, you know, kind of like an alcoholic, which is weird, and deduces that, uh, Dutiful's definitely witted to the hunting cat, because duh, I mean, like, duh, right? And then Shade gets fussy about the, uh, the current situation, and says, I hate irony, it's the manacle of, that ties our dreams to our fears. That seemed like an important quote. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> I still, I honestly don't understand it, but it sounded important, so I included it. But the mission to find Dutiful is afoot, and who gave Dutiful the cat, and who could have helped Dutiful run away, and so on and so forth. And Fitz steps up and takes true Sherlockian control. The who, the whats, the whys, the wheres are discussed, and Shade seems a little less forlorn as Fitz exercises one of his brief flashes of actual competence. <laughs> and finally, finally, the finally the apprentice has ascended to master level, or not. No. But not that's really. kind of, that was my read on it. No. The thing is, it's not so much Fitz playing dumb, he just is he just that is, dumb, because yeah. he's only making these connections as Shade is talking. <laughs> As she is talking and drawing him pictures of everything, he's like, I see, I see. I see, I think that Fitz is like a weird savant who sort of has this amazing power, you know, he's got skill and he's got the wit, and it's but he's a jock. He doesn't he doesn't fucking know how to put it together. And so it's like there are amazing connections that are happening in him, but it's under this just piles of shit, you know? It's just it's packed down there. <laughs> He's got chickens to worry about. He doesn't have time to, like, connect <laughs> skill dreams with his children. Well, I think that maybe that's part of him that is the wolf, right? Where it's, like, it's day-to-day. It's, like... Yeah. It's it's stride-by-stride. <laughs> it's, not, it's not thinking about anything other than what you need in order to, to take down the next, the next puzzle piece <laughs> or prey or whatever. Buck. That's true. But I did so, like I did like it. I liked. I felt like we were kind of returning to form. It was like here we are again, apprentice and master in the walls. We're <laughs> back in the fucking walls, baby. I like. I know it's a, a return to inside the walls. We are accurate in our intro again. Yes, we're in the walls. We have new new uh, new pu- peepholes to look through and 
new staircase. Yeah, the whole in. fucking hallway. There's endless peepholes. It's very creepy. It's that 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 like that picture frame with the like the painting yeah. and the eyes that are cut exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah, every room has a peephole. I'm like, that's not cool, but okay. <laughs> If I ever build a house, it's going to have uh, secret walls with paintings. There's going to be a lot of portraits on the walls. Yeah, a lot of lot of <laughs> mysterious portraits Beware. of people no one remembers. The eyes follow you as you should just be keep portraits of you, Joey, and just put your own eyes into <laughs> oh, That would work. Wow, those <laughs> eyes are so realistic. You really captured them. Um, I do like the fact that I do like the fact that everyone was like, "Well, where would Fitz go?" And they're like, "Well, he'd go out the door he left." So (laughs) I know it's totally predictable. He's just like I just like that the fool was like sitting on a comfy cushion. Was like, "I'm glad I brought this. It took you a while to get here." Yeah. He's like, I thought you might stop at the end and have only four drinks. I also like the title of Lord Golden. <laughs> it's it's just like, well, it's what I look like. And, and when I introduce myself, they'll remember. <laughs> it's like a rock star name. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed his whole, like, artfully arranging himself in the sunlight so that he, like, glowed <laughs> even prettier. And Fitz is just like, huh, okay. <laughs> It's like I do like that I, Mr. I, Mohawk or like Lady Leather Jacket, though. It's just like <laughs> more of a descriptor. I also like that Fitz was just like super jealous of people talking to him and wanting yes. his time. Yes. Well, who are you? Why are you talking to him? Talk to me. Why are you talking to them? <laughs> I also, I mean, I think this it's the start of this weird buddy comedy where you got like, you know, it's like Sam and Frodo or something, and but they're role playing too. It's, it's. What are we getting into well, here? And then there's like <laughs> hunting cats, which is kind of awesome. I'm well, like, I think that, I feel that's, like... that's still and still Fitz is like, wait, I had a dream about a hunting cat. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I had a dream about a boy and a hunting you? cat. And I it's just probably no yeah. connection to this at all. I don't think he was kidnapped. Dun, dun, dun. Didn't How big like is a hunting kidnapped. cat? How big is a I'm hunting cat? I'm telling you, it's like though. a Bengal. Because you think it's that small? I see. I but they're like. I thought they could like. I thought it was like, hey, panther, go kill that shit. No, it's no, not a panther. So. Oh my gosh! I think it's like we'll small enough to that. like put on the back of a horse. Yeah, or, I think like keep in your room. Well, they also described it as hounds could take down bigger prey. Right. So there's just so dutiful. Just has one of those Bengal uh, treadmills in the corner of his room. There's just like a little Not, cat in it all the, the time. Cat's just fucking. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Don't buy Bengals. They're too much work. Where did dutiful go? Why did he? Bengals are cute kitties. <sighs> Seems. All right. Uh, anything else about chapter ten? I mean, do we? Are we happy to? Uh, to see Shade again. Yeah, he's getting a little loopy, yeah. but, you know. I mean, he's, he's also drinking little... drug tea. All those drugs can't keep him... That's that's how it's said. Is like, it's, it's like all those tonics and whatnot. They're not, they're not propping him up the way they used to. But you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't mind the fact that he's relying on all those drugs because, like, if the alternative is to, like, decline, like, shoot me up. I got okay. I got a pet theory here. I think that I I think that I think that um, Shade has he's a farseer, and I think he has latent skill ability, and he's just he he does he has never accessed it. 
So it's actually more like it's like it's like Leia, but like he's just now coming into his own. Uh, we'll get there, right? We're gonna get like a. Is that happening? Is, is it this happening? Resp- this is in reference to like his insights about about Fitz in that conversation. Well, I think I think he's highly intuitive. I think that oh, like he's old, skills. and he seems to be old forever. Remember, he's like he's like he's always been old. Same. And old people can't. No, like he's using he's using the skill comeback. to extend his life like kettle. I liked Dutiful's comeback where he was like, "There has been a you know farseer that that couldn't skill, so I I can't skill either." Bye. I don't want to do yeah. this lesson. Basically, I also like that Shade is like, "Oh, he reminds me so much of you, Fitz, because he's a pain in my ass." Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, shall we move into every episode prompts? Sure. So we've got friends in high places, character introductions, and exits. We have another aspect of the fool. His name is Lord Golden. So didn't you cosplay... When you cosplayed, you cosplayed as Lord Golden, right? Yes. Yes. But you had such curly hair. Yes. (laughs) It's canon. Is that not? Okay? Is that canon? It is canon. I will pull the fr- I'll pull the paragraph for all the people who insist on telling me that. <laughs> I look. I didn't tell you anything. I just said something <laughs> out loud. <laughs> but yes, now Thank you me. know that it was it was Fitz and all the fools was our cosplay. Yes. <laughs> uh, who else do we know? Um. I guess. So that's it then. The, that's, that's... the deaf mute guy. Yeah. Who had no name. <laughs> yeah, great. Just a bunch of and a bunch that's of NPCs, you. but the pretty much everybody we've already known. Alright, then skills acquired. Fitz learns and grows what new skills were shown in this section. Travel. He learned how to roleplay. Binge drinking. Roleplay. Cosplay roleplay. Cosplay. The fool would do it. Um, the, the fool is cosplay, though, isn't 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 he? Yeah, oh, there's so many more. He like, broke out of his fifteen-year funk. Where is where is where does the fool begin and like the cosplay end? Oh. Gets in yes. your blood, Joey. But then it gets into: is it cosplay or is it lifestyle? Well, I th- yeah, we guess we don't know. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, was the fool there and how creepy was he being? He was there. He was not creepy. I think the creep factor is officially gone. Okay. Can should we, we, should we change our that was, how that fabulous was... is he being? Yeah, how we so might dumb. need to. We might need to change it. <laughs> how fabulous. <laughs> I love the like the transformation though. It's like you go from creepy to fabulous. That's 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 good. That's uplifting. We could like do, you know, fashions of the fool. <laughs> what was he wearing? Oh, I skipped over. Uh, I have to. I have to role play as this freaking like wealthy lord. It sucks. Oh my gosh, my room. Yeah. You should see my room. The embarrassment of riches. My god. <laughs> I skipped over animal assists. Our favorite animal friends. Well, poor Night Eyes. He was kind of out down for the count in this section. Yeah, and I don't like it. Malta got just got left out there in the night. That was fucking rude. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the hell? What happened to Malta? Poor Malta hobbled. And see, the pony was fine because the pony doesn't need to be hobbled, but Malta, she had to be hobbled. That's not fair. 
Uh, who else? We got feral hogs. Feral hogs. Uh, <laughs> chickens. 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 The chickens were given to the, the, the dick neighbor, right? Yes. Baylor, yeah. yeah. He didn't deserve them. Baylor, but... Baylor the... And I tell you what, if I got back somewhere. to my hut and I had one of those fucking chickens missing, I'd be like, what'd you do with my chicken? Did you steal my chickens? Where's my chicken? Do you, do you eat, do you do you eat my fucking chicken? And he'll be like, what happened to my three pigs? <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat my Suck chicken? Suck it. You were gone. I lost your three chickens. <laughs> I ate your chickens. <laughs> Um, also, shout out to all the I don't know. endless He's series of horses that took them to Buckkeep faster than a man could fly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? I just figured there was nothing interesting to say, so they just... Yeah. Flash forward. Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. Heroics, tantrums, and extremely bad decisions... He had some mopey, some mopey moments, but he has a purpose again. So I think... I think it's okay. <laughs> he had kind of a weird TBD. fit whenever the fool saved him. Yeah, he was a real ideas. turd. I'm like, dude, he saved your fucking life, and he's your best friend. Like, he gets a he's free pass. Because he said something ingrate. that he didn't want to admit, and he's mad about it. I don't, I'm not okay with that. Ingrate fit. Uh... But did you die? Important events and predictions. Well, well he did almost He did die. almost die, one. <laughs> Night Eyes <laughs> almost died. That bastard, they're just gonna give us, like, three more fake-outs until he finally does die. And the fool made a lot of predictions. Yeah. Basically, that Fitz will almost die several more times, but he yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look, uh, you're gonna help me, right? And Fitz is like, yeah. He's like, okay, but you might die. But don't die. Your job is to stay alive. And he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. You just keep saying it. You're not gonna again. die, but it might be worse than death. You're a rock. Yeah, <laughs> you're a rock that's gonna get crushed by a giant be... will, but you'll be okay. It'll be I promise crazy. you won't die. <laughs> PTSD Fitz is just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking seems... ready, I know. I can't wait me. to see what fun new ways it is, though. <laughs> you won't, quote, die. What made you cry? Nothing. Just Everything. just almost Night Eyes having a little heart attack. You knew he wasn't going to die. They were not going to let that dog yeah. go out on fucking choking on a fish. I, don't I know. still reject it entirely. It's terrible. Uh, fashions from Jamalia. Uh, this is a special request. Jenny wants to keep that. <laughs> we didn't get any yet, but... Wait, maybe coming. some of the, some of the fools like Fitz's uh, clothes before. fit for the first I mean, time. In I mean, yeah, Lord years. Golden's clothes are probably all Jamalian. Yeah, so it's gonna get more fabulous. And last all, but not all least, silk. did Fitz suck? <laughs> I mean, yes. he had his moments of suckage. <sighs> he had his moments of of you know great magic use as well, but also he was a moron. But, you know, that's far for the <laughs> Quintess- quintessential Fitz form. I think that he did a lot of emotional work in this section, and I think that, you know, when it came time to go to bat, he he went, he stopped waffling. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly went to, to bat. He's he like, oh shit. Long, My old master's long kinda... periods of stupidity in between the confidence. Yeah. I mean, that's him. That's how he does everything. Yeah. You can't be confident all the time. I mean, imagine what would happen. 
I was gonna compare him to uh, Teravangian from uh, the oh. Wave Kings series, who has like the days of of high intelligence and then a whole bunch of days where he's just like really stupid. <laughs> it's it's expensive. It, it fits, fits needs like that test when he wakes up. Like, here's a bunch of math problems and logic problems. So, like, are you going to be smart today or are you going to be stupid? And then he'll just <laughs> not be able to do anything but look after chickens if he's having a stupid day. I think I need that. I think I need <laughs> that. Don't look too. after chickens, though, you know? It's good for the mind. I just like that he was like, I need someone to stay behind and keep an eye on the chickens and like make sure that Night Eyes is okay. And then it's like, actually, we have a mission. And he's like, fuck it, burn the place down. (laughs) They're feral chickens now. Uh, Get rid of the chickens. And Hap is just like, can I meet you at Jenna's house? Meanwhile, he pulls a sword out of the ceiling. Then Hap's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's right. There was a a sword that had to be uh, disguised. And then half is like, I'm going to hold this. And Fitz's like, maybe I should have taught him how to fight. I did feel really bad. I'm like, this kid, he's, oh man. He's like, he's the homeschooled kid. He's just like, I don't know. I also like that Night Eyes was like, why don't you have an axe? And Fitz is like, I don't have an axe. He's like, who do you chop wood with? He's He's like, like, take that. He's like, Look ridiculous with that thing. I mean, fair. It's like, but you'd probably fight better. But the night eyes is like, do you know how ridiculous you look like with that sword right now? <laughs> is Fitz gonna get another axe? Because that would make a lot of sense. I don't know what sure. you're carrying on the cover of your of your book. And he's, I'm sure he has an axe strapped to his back. I just have that horrible fool cover, what fool where he cover? doesn't look anything like what he should. I don't have a cover it, because I can't. What the fuck is that phone? With the, I have that on my Kindle edition. I'm like, yeah, it's awful. One, he looks way old, and we all yeah. we talk about is how young the fool looks. Wait, yeah. is this the one where he's sitting in the chair with the crown? No, he's no, standing, and he I'll looks like an Hold on. old librarian. He's standing. Oh, is this the oh, one where he's like holding me. like the feathers? <laughs> yes, and he has like the the Darcy jacket on. Yes, it it's looks how old does so he look? Dumb. Like these are in his forties. Oh my gosh! <laughs> As an old like librarian, live nineteen year old. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I've got an old copy, and it's got like a weird border around I it like that looks that like border. a like a sandcastle, and then um. Although Malta is on this cover, so there's he's, that. He's he's on yes. a black horse with a sword, and he's got a wolf next to him. It's in the, the a Germanic style town. Yeah, yeah, I have that. It's oh, my actual book, but I like the I one where is... he, where the fool's on on Malta with all the t- with and like looks beautiful with the hair. Yes, and, that's the good one. Yeah, and like Fitz is, is this, just his is this next Malta? to him, just staring at him. Can't zoom in. The, the the one I sent has Malta on it. In the back. That yeah, could be a that could be a, a fool. Sure, oh, I guess there is a horse back there. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to zoom in. She's kitted out to be a carriage horse. That's uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Hap. That's Hap. Yeah, it looks like Hap and uh, the and the fool are they... in the the background of the the cover. Robin Hobb describes Malta to a T. I don't know how you didn't recognize that that horse was Malta. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so our, sorry, like I half an inch high. Oh, it's a white, the only white horse. 
<laughs> That's right. Reminder for next reading section, chapters 12 through 16, you can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa, and you can find me at alyssamaynard.com. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faces Spray on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and you can find me posting absolutely nothing on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. <laughs> and I was Joey, and you can find me at PowerKid.exe on Instagram. Next up is spoilers. Get spoiled, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Bye. Another one done. Where's my hangout? There it is. Bye. I didn't write anything in here. I never clicked it. Maybe because I can't actually make it go. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Use it up space because of spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> I didn't I didn't write anything yet. Let's see. Episode Oh, chapter forty three. That was last time. Okay, cool. Um, uh spoilers. Uh, so what I wanted what to talk about because I had to cut it from the last episode was this kind of was all the old blood stuff. Mm. Uh, what did we talk about again? Because I don't remember. Well, we kind of talked about how we kind of were a little bit disappointed and dutiful as a character because he seems just a little bit boring, especially compared to Eliana, and we were also a little bit annoyed at the well I was a little bit annoyed at this the whole old blood plot anyway because it feels like this whole like unnecessary like I don't know it seems like the bigger conflict is everything that's going on out on the out islands and then we have all these spoiled mm-hmm. rich people being like but but you know we want you to change the rules <laughs> and I I do sympathize with them and I feel like this is Robin Hobb trying to not right or wrong. I think you know. I, I think she wants she wants to leave her world better than where she you know where mm-hmm. it started. So she wants to like make it better for witted people, and so you need this, this this politics. I don't fully remember this whole plot, other than that I finally remembered what the cat was. <laughs> As I was reading these chapters, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Well, the reason that I don't think that the cat is very big is because there's future descriptions where they're like on a horse and then there's like a special pad on the saddle that the cat sits on. <laughs> the cat's oh, yeah, that's derpy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it can't oh. be like a huge cat, otherwise that would look real dumb. <laughs> yeah, they were Just describing the... it as like only used to catch like small fowl. Yeah. Or something like it's not a big it's cat. It's a serval. Servals, that's a good word. Yeah, good. That's a good species. <laughs> servals everywhere, smiling. Um, 
as far as dutiful versus Eliana goes, I mean, women are always going to be more interesting. Oh, is the serval the like biggest cat you can have as a pet? <laughs> Legally, you shouldn't have any of these cats as a pet. <laughs> I'm going to look at a bangle. The serval cat? Serval cat. It looks exactly the same as yeah, a serval. Yeah, looks exactly like a bangle. It's probably a little bit bigger. Serval cat. <laughs> Scottish wild cat. Consider the Scottish wildcat that has a face like a person and a very gruff expression that we have found. Scottish wilds cat. Jenny's like, I don't care about any of this. Grumpy. <laughs> well, now I'm looking them up because I'm like, well, I guess well, I should cat, know. This cat doesn't have spots. He's, oh. But he's, he's grumpy. <laughs> He's very grumpy. It's a serval. I think, or like I that think cat it's, I think that it's scratches out the belly of what it's hunting. I think it's, it's a serval. Tiny. You're right. I was imagining a lynx. That's way too big. That's a horse would scream. But it's got tufts. I like the ear tufts. Well, okay, a... we can put that on the serval. Yeah, it's a fantasy <laughs> cat. It's a fantasy book. Who gives a shit? It's my AU. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's listened to this nonsense, tell us about your cat fantasies for this character. <laughs> tell us about your Whitby. <laughs> Somebody should draw this cat and send it to us. The only thing that makes me really angry is that, like, of course, not, this is, like, Night Eyes' final mission, of, you know, and it's for, yeah. I just hate these people. And I just, like, <laughs> the more of them he kills, like, when he's, like, really mad and he, like, rides the horse into the woods and he's just, like, like left and right just hacking people up and then, like, the archer and he's like, I don't even give a shit, I'm gonna kill you. And he's like, but it's a kid, I don't care. And he kills the kid. I'm like, yeah, kill them all, they're annoying. <laughs> Like they're all just trying to like write to like you know work for their own rights and to like keep the state from like condoning their murder and I'm like I don't care. You're just picturing all the faces as your neighbors' faces. No, I think I was just like get on to the real conflict. You sound like me watching the final season of the hundred. Need Kebble Doman and his. <laughs> Ke- Kebble Doman. Do-man. <laughs> the keeper elf. That's what raw bread is dough or beer i guess yeah it's such a stupid name i mean it's it sounds really cool isn't he like he's like totally drained by the time they find him yeah he's like a zombie Mm. get of course we already got the setup for the pale woman where it's like yeah there's this other white prophet but let's not do that mission (laughs) it felt a jolt of panic reading pale woman pale woman ugh and we already have all these setups for like ice fire and the pale woman we even have a setup and for the dragon for the last trilogy yeah yeah true burn it down <laughs> <laughs> although we but haven't we heard anything about the hypocrisy the there yeah, yeah. Well, we know that the that the fool ran away and that they didn't agree with the fool, which means they're you know wrong and bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. 
Well, they also support the pale woman who is evil. Yeah, man. So. That's where she's getting all her money. Pale woman lobbyists. <laughs> Alrighty, well. Uh, it's nice to be back in the walls, though. I do enjoy that. Can't wait to, for Fitz to be like, like, Shade, like, there's a scene coming up where Shade's like, just sit here and listen. I'm like, isn't that it's gonna... the entire second book? And then I'm just like, oh my god, why? <laughs> the second book. I'm gonna be curious to see how I feel about the second book because I just have bad memories of it. Yeah, it's the only book I've ever thrown across a room. <laughs> I feel like it'll go better this time. I enjoy it. I hope so. I, hope I so. thought it was interesting. All the little, um, oh shit, what's his name? Like the the guy that does the music. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, thick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there were a couple times he noticed music while he was, I guess, I guess skilling, whatever his, mm-hmm. his equivalent of skilling is. The poor guy. Well, that's also why, and... like, I don't think that the the one person that Black Rolf was talking about was just, like, like made you know, made catatonic because they're witted to birds. I think that they're probably just neurodivergent in some major way. And mm-hmm. they're actually living a better life with the birds than they would have otherwise, maybe. Because, you know, I think, I think my point is, is that like Hobb has made it a point to put lots of different kinds of people in these, in these books. Right. And the, the way that Fitz and Nidays end up, I think kind of proves that it's not not wrong, not such a not such a wrong thing. I am looking forward to the Jack chapter in the second book. The what chapter? The Jack. Chapter. Oh, the Jack chapter. Yes, when she meets yes. him on the yeah. Stairs. And when he runs into Selden, and, he's and she's like, like "Oh my boy. god! Oh my god! I know you." <laughs> he's like, "Who the fuck are you, lady?" Oh shit, Selden pops up in there? Yeah, Selden's yes. there. Mm. They have a conversation on the stairs and it's like it's ridiculous. And he's like, wow, this this baby is very tall. <laughs> <laughs> His descriptions of the heights and he, how he like compares them to the other people, I'm just like none of this makes any sense, Fitz. <laughs> He spends like his entire adolescence looking at uh, a poster of some of some elderlings on the wall, and then he sees elderlings, and he's like, "What's that? <laughs> Never seen that before." It's a lizard boy. It's a lizard boy. I have no reference for that. <laughs> yeah, the second book is good. This book is frustrating just because, like, you know, all the gay panic stuff that's going to start happening, and yeah, it's a little. I just want the Jamelian pants, okay? The Jamelian pants. <laughs> you get really excited when I read the words Jamelian pants. <laughs> We're going to have a whole section. <laughs> Alright. Anything else? Nope. No. no. Alright, well then I will talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.